Fragments of Fright Volume 3 is here. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. <laughs> If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Black-Eyed Children The phenomena of the black-eyed children has been reported as early as the 1600s. However, sightings have become more prevalent in the past 30 years. From a distance, they appear as normal children, usually aged anywhere from 6 to 13 years old. They have been encountered individually and in groups. They have the appearance of a normal child with the exception of unusually pale skin. The most distinct characteristic, however, are their eyes. Those who have gotten close enough describe the children as having no pupil, no distinct eye color, and no whites to their eyes. Their eyes appear as solid black. The behavior of the children is often recounted as odd, with some describing them as synthetic or robotic. A common theme is that the black-eyed children turn up on people's porches, knock on their doors, and request to be let in. Although experiences with the black-eyed children vary, the one thing all who have come across them hold in common is an overwhelming sense of terror. On Tuesday, May 13th, 2014, multiple encounters with black-eyed children were reported in the small town of Elkton, Kentucky. The following are stories from those who encountered the mysterious chilling black-eyed children on that day. John Wexler, age 21. In 2014, I bought my first drone I got some stunning bird's-eye footage of the historic courthouse that was built in 1835 and sits in the middle of the old downtown area. But there's a lot more to Elkton than just the historic district. It's a small town surrounded by fields and forest. It became a hobby of mine not to just fly my drone high for bird's-eye views, but to actually drop the drone down into nearby forests and get rare interior forest footage that was off the beaten path and not normally seen by the human eye. It was late in the day on May 13th, 
The sun was beginning to set behind the trees and the interior of the forest had become blanketed in darkness, so I carefully flew my drone up out of the forest and above the tree line. As I began to fly my drone back to me and away from the forest, I noticed something unusual at the forest's edge. There appeared to be a row of children standing there. They were just standing there inside the forest, a stone's throw away from the lush field in front of it. I counted eight of them. They were all wearing jackets, which I thought odd because it was a very warm day. And they were just standing very still, eyes forward. I kept my drone stationary for over three minutes and those kids did not move a muscle. That is, until I moved the drone in for a closer look. I dropped the drone down to about 20 feet and slowly began moving it toward the front of the children. Then, in unison, all of the children quickly turned their heads and looked directly at the drone. Suddenly, my drone's camera went black. It was fully charged when I started using it that day. There was no reason for it to malfunction, but still the screen went black and it crashed to the ground somewhere near the edge of the forest. It had gotten too dark for me to find the drone that night, so I waited until morning to begin my search for it. I was able to find it relatively easily. It was in the general vicinity of where I suspected it went down, and I was lucky it hadn't been damaged. That was my main worry. When I unloaded the footage from the drone and played the footage of those creepy kids, my blood went cold. I paused the footage on the kids' faces when they all turned and looked at the drone. When I zoomed in for a closer look at them, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Their eyes were black. Martin Augustus, age 53. It was an ordinary Tuesday night as I drove home from work. I worked in a neighboring town and got off work just after dark. There was a long stretch of lonely road that I had to drive down just after entering the Elkton town limits. That's when I encountered them. There were two of them, children. They couldn't have been more than ten years old. They were standing on the side of the road staring at my car as I approached, and then one of them stuck their thumb up attempting to hitch a ride. Who were these kids' parents? Hadn't they taught them that hitchhiking, especially at their age, was dangerous? Hadn't they taught them to stay away from strangers and not seek them out? I pulled up next to them and immediately thought it so strange that they were both wearing winter parkas. It had been an unseasonably warm day, and even though the sun had gone down, it was still quite comfortable out. No jackets were necessary, especially of the heavy variety. Due to the lack of lighting on that secluded road, it was difficult to see them well. They were heavily shadowed, but I could see that their skin was pale. After stopping, I rolled down my passenger side window. I wasn't sure if I should have been scolding them or asking them that they needed help. As it turns out, one of the children spoke up before I could. Let. Us. In. The tone of the voice did not match the age of the child. It was a child's voice, no doubt, but there was an underlying hoarseness that sounded like an older child. And there was something off about the delivery of the words. 
The child paused slightly after each word as opposed to delivering a smooth sentence. Take us home. I would have had no issue with them getting into my car and driving them to their home or to the police station if they needed further assistance, but there was something off about them. I found myself overcome by a sense of dread. I was afraid of these children. Then one of them stepped forward and I saw its eyes. I say it because it wasn't a he or a she. It was an it. The eyes of the child were black solid black. They weren't reflecting light. They just appeared as black pits. Suddenly I felt compelled to open the door and let them into my car even though I knew something horrible would happen if I did. Just as quickly, I broke free of that illogical line of thinking and pounded on the gas. As I drove away, I watched them in my rearview mirror as long as my taillights kept them lit. They were staring back at me and continued to do so until they were enveloped by the darkness. Shirley Beecham, age 41. It was Taco Tuesday at my house. It was my husband and son's favorite dinner night. And wouldn't you believe it, I forgot to buy the shelves. I rushed out to the store, which fortunately was just about five minutes away, grabbed a couple packs of taco shells, paid for them, and started walking toward my car. Being that it was a Tuesday night in a small town, there weren't many other cars in the parking lot, and I didn't see any other people at all except for a little girl. She was standing in the middle of a parking space about three spaces up from where my car was parked. There were no other cars near her. She seemed extremely out of place. I was going to say something to her, but I felt a strange feeling within my body telling me to avoid that little girl at all costs. I picked up my pace and kept an eye on the bizarre girl who appeared to be gawking at me. As I fumbled for my keys, the little girl started walking toward me. It was just a little girl. This shouldn't have been scary, but believe me, it was. Something was wrong. I, I could sense her poisonous intentions. Her pace was steady and methodical. She was closing the distance between us quickly. She was merely ten feet away when I finally got my key into my car door and got it unlocked. As I pulled the car door open, I quickly gazed at the oncoming little girl. Her face was pale and she was holding a false smile, as if trying to make me feel at ease, but she failed miserably. As I sat down in the driver's seat, the little girl reached out for me and spoke with a raspy voice. Hold my hand. Just as she was about to touch me, I slammed the door shut and locked it. The little girl held her false, emotionless smile and spoke again but this time her tone was sharp and demanding. Hold my hand and take me home. That's when I noticed her eyes. They were black, like two pieces of coal. I peeled out of the parking lot and sped home. Megan Garber, 
age 18. I worked at a convenience store in town. It was 9 o'clock p.m., closing time. I had just gone through my final closing routine. I cashed out the register, put the money in the safe, checked to make sure all the lights were out and doors locked. I was just about to exit the building and head to the car when three kids appeared outside the glass door. I guessed them to be about 11 or 12. The first thing that stuck out to me was they were all wearing coats. It was a pleasant night, so that struck me as weird, but not as weird as their mannerisms. They all stood side by side and extremely still, robotic-like. They had their heads tilted down as if staring at the ground when the one in the middle spoke to me. Can we use your phone? Normally I would have had no problem with granting their wish, but I just had a bad feeling about all this. Somehow I just knew that these kids were bad news, so I declined. This angered them. All three of the kids lifted their heads up at the same time, revealing their blackened eyes. I remember thinking how unnatural it was, but as terrifying as they looked and as frightened as I was, when they stared at me for just a few seconds, I felt an urge to open the door. Finally, I shook that thought out of my head and screamed at the kids to go away. This angered them even more. The kid in the middle pounded on the door. Open the door and let us in. I immediately ran to the phone and called my boss. He was out there in less than five minutes, but by the time he arrived, the kids were gone. Betsy Turner, age 35. At 10.13 p.m. on Tuesday, May 13th, Betsy Turner, a 35-year-old woman from Elkton, was home with her two kids, James, age 8, and Pearl, age 10, when she called 911. The following is a recording of the call. 911, what's your emergency? Yes, there are four children outside my front door. They they keep telling me to let them in. Have they threatened you in any way? No, 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 nothing like that. They're 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 just they're scary and and they keep telling me to open the door and let them in. I have an officer on the way. He should be there in just a few minutes. Can you describe the kids to me? Um they're about 9 or 10 years old. I'm sorry. Did you say 9 or 10? Yes, yes, they're, and, they're, they're scary, they're, they're really scary, I, I, <laughs> Ma'am, ma'am, what's wrong? They're, they're looking in, they're looking in through my windows, there, there's, there's more of them, James, Pearl, Pearl, you, you get upstairs right now. Ma'am, tell me what's happening. The, these, these children, they're, they're pounding on the door, they're, they're, they're telling me to let them, they're telling me to let them in, they're, they're looking in through the windows, oh my, oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. They have black eyes. Did you say that their eyes are black? James, Pearl, I told you both to go to your rooms. Ma'am. They're 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 looking at me. Who is looking at you? The, the children they're, they're looking at us through the window. I have to open the door. No, ma'am, do not open the door until the officer arrives. 
I'm going to open the door. Ma'am, do not open that door. Uh, wait for the officer to arrive. He'll be there any minute. But I have to. I have to open the door and let them in. Do not open that door. James! Pearl! Run! Oh my god! James! Pearl! Run! Ma'am, what's happening? They're in the house. They're in the house. Why did I let them in the house? Ma'am? James! Pearl! No! Don't! No! Ma'am, what's happening? No! They have James and Pearl! No! They, they touched their heads! Oh my god! They've turned their eyes black! Whose, whose eyes, ma'am? No, please! Stay away from me! Stay away from me! Sheriff Hatch, age 59. I arrived at Betty Turner's house at approximately 10.18 p.m., the house was in slight disarray, but nothing extensive. I found Betsy's body on the floor in her living room. Her wrists were bruised as if someone had been squeezing them. The coroner determined the cause of death to be heart failure. I found no sign of the black-eyed children that Betsy Turner spoke of during the 911 call. Betsy's two children, James and Pearl, were not found in the house and have been missing ever since. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com, sign up for our newsletter, and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash audiobooks. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like what you're hearing, please... Consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. Support.